Hey, Tanisha, get it off your chest. Um, I'm blessed this morning because every day I wake up to go to my job and I can take care of my two babies. So I'm blessed this morning. Congratulations, baby. Thank you. I love y'all so much. I watch y'all every... I mean, let's see y'all every morning on my way to work. We love you, too. Thank you for having no taste. Hello, who's this? This is EJ. Hey, get it off your chest. Well, I just want to say that I'm thankful. Today, um, I had been in and out of the nursing homes three times because I couldn't walk. I'm at my house now. I'm walking, and I'm helping my family, and I am thankful. Okay, well, congratulations. That is truly a blessing. I I feel gratitude this morning. There's a lot of people thankful this morning. I like when gratitude is the attitude. Hello, who's this? This is Leslie. What's your name? Leslie. Hey, mo- get off your chest. <laughs> Leslie, you got a fat tongue, my G. That's a girl. No, it's not. It's a guy. Is it a guy or a girl? It's a fat guy. gay guy. No, it's a girl. I told y'all. Oh, okay. <laughs> get it off your chest. Sounds like a fat gay guy to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm mad this morning because when I went to checkers, it was closed. Oh, you went to checkers this morning. So I was right about at least you being fat. <laughs> not nice. I'm not fat. Checkers serve breakfast? You went to checkers at 6 a.m.? Yeah, checkers usually be open this time of morning, but for some reason that was closed. You think they, they do they sell breakfast? I didn't know they served breakfast. I didn't breakfast. know they served breakfast. No, they don't sell breakfast, but they sell. <laughs> Why would they be open? Right, okay. Oh How much do you weigh? Do. I went there one time and it was open. At 6 a.m.? How, How much you weigh, ma? I weigh. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose that information. Well, I just want you to know that it's a new year issue. So it should be a new you. Uh, this is the time of year where the gyms are really, really packed until March. <laughs> I think you need to go in there and be a part of that number. <laughs> oh, okay, then. All right, Have a blessed day. All right, Leslie. You know how fat you got to be to go to check this time of morning. But then then call the Breakfast Club and complain about them not being open. God damn it. Hello, who's this? Hi, how y'all doing today? This is T. Mattis, T-E-E-M-A-D-I-S. I I got something to get off my chest. Go ahead, bro. Not mad or blessed today. Okay, waiting on you. Yeah, my thing to get off my chest is two years ago when I was in New York, I hollered at Angelique's homegirl, and she told me, ew, to my face. It was all good. I didn't mind it. I brushed off kept butcher. But I will tell you this. I made an observation of you three collectively. Ew. Every morning you guys come off with some type of sexual innuendo off of another topic you were talking about, and you guys say no stuff like that. No, we Nobody don't. says that stuff. ever. We don't play no. We oh, grown yeah, men. We don't pause. Do that. Especially you two, Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Angela Yee. I don't think so. I don't think me and Charlemagne. Char- 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 we let the just oh, openly yes, fly. You, you guys party around that whole joke all day, every day. And I will say this. <laughs> we play around the rim, above the rim, baby. Above the rim. <laughs> but check it out, though. But check it out, though. As a collective, if you have taken any psychology courses and you study throughout your, the course of your life, you guys either suffer from one or two things. Either you all are homophobic or you're curious. What do you think it is yeah, from your assessment? Chocolate I don't need that situation to y'all. 
Um, um, I don't know. Bye. I'm gonna ponder that one. I have never thought about it. Hmm? I never thought about it. Like I always tell y'all, man, there's nothing a man has told me yet to finesse me out my boxing briefs. <laughs> all right, not so, yet. But it know. could happen. Yeah, I mean, I know. I ain't. I'm married. No, okay. But <laughs> if just, you wasn't married. If I wasn't married, I ain't thinking about it. I you just know can't get over the fact that my friend told him, ew. Well, why is there no gray area, though? Why we got to be either homophobic or gay? Hey, I don't know. Why can't we just be having some fun? I love me. I love a good racist joke, and I love a good gay joke. Whoa. All right? What you mean, whoa? It's no whoa. A good racist joke. Whoa. Yes, I love a good I love a good joke about race, and I love a good joke about gayness. Well, keep your fingers away from me, because I don't like that type of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your idea of a good time. That's not my <laughs> idea of a good time, all right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Bar Sheen, man, coming out of uh, Charleston, man. I'm out here in the morning, heading out. Yo, heading 843, out what's happening? I need you to slow down. Or you sound like you had a lot of pork this morning. Calm down, man. Hey, yo, DJ Envy and, and, and uh, Angelique, this is a true story. I kid you not. I'm coming out of the joint. I was talking to a cat, and he hooked me up with Charlemagne the God, and Charlemagne talked to me before he got that platform. He didn't have no money or nothing, and he was dead broke. And he was amazed at the story. Soon as he got that platform, this is the green-eyed genie, the creator of hip-hop. All pioneers know it. And now everybody, they doing a movie on me. And here Charlamagne didn't have no money. Y'all didn't even know him, DJ Envy and Angela Lee. He didn't have no money or none of that. Soon as he got that platform, Goldie's my man, Charlamagne. Your best friend, Goldie, he put you on the phone with me when I was driving the trolley bus in Charleston, doing the million-dollar wedding, taking everybody to the plantation that was coming from all over the country, and you talked to me for about 30 minutes, and I told you I was the creator. You didn't have no money. You was dead broke. Soon as you got that platform, <laughs> like many black people do, you flipped, got a book deal, moved your family out of there, now you're over in Jersey. Goldie, me and Goldie talk about you all the time. He, he works in Jersey, best though. Well, he, he works in New York. And I, then me and Ben Barter driving around in the van with Grand Wizard Theodore in shootouts, 1975, 1976, 77, 78. I'm in the martial arts, tearing the out the frame. 35 years in the martial arts. And we over here, I'm bringing this culture to all the five bubbles. Nobody knew no hip-hop, knew of nothing. You come out the country of some March corner, first living in, in Charleston. Charleston, all of that back then was all bummy and dirty. Now you get a platform, you don't know the history, you don't know the life, but you know what's about it? It's millions just like you, Charlamagne. So I'm not going to even hate on you right now. You go on YouTube. I don't YouTube. know. I don't. I, I, I sound like hate to me, that, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, listen, uh, Goldie is my calling. guy. Uh, that's not my best yeah, friend, but yeah. that's my guy. And number two, I don't understand your point. Yeah, I was broke at one point yeah, in my life. Dead, broke and, and people dead. come up. I don't understand what your point is. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't. Like you spoke to me back understand. in the day, and then now what? You spoke I, to him for 30 <laughs> minutes, and I thought that was pretty good. You know, you from South Carolina. You was broke. 
you got a job in New York. You work in New I don't, York. I don't see the problem. I, I mean, sound like a great come up story to me. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I was proud of you. I mean, hey, salute to my dude, Gold, Golden Eyes. Though I still talk to Goldie. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if your family was you. in South Carolina, that'd be a long drive every morning from South I, Carolina. I, I, to work. I don't get the point of the whole story he just told Goldie us. Goldie about but, to be like, why you put me in it? But good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, he was mad. Hello, who's this? Hey man, it's Davey Ruffin again, man. I'm back. I'm trying to redeem myself. I'm all right though this morning. I'm blessed. How y'all doing? Redeem we, yourself for what? It's been a weird morning, but what's up, bro? What I really wanted to get off my chest is why at six in the morning, some certain people I think they forgot about hygiene. You see what I'm saying? There's uh -huh. no reason at six in the morning you smell like the back of a trash truck and the shift just started. You nah. feel me? <laughs> damn right. Hey, but if you do garbage though, if you're a garbage person, it stays in your pores though. Come on. Sanitation worker. It might have been good. It might have been trash from the day before. And to the guy that called uh, right before this, it's Angela Yee. He kept saying Angela Lee. It's Angela Everyone Yee. Everyone does that. The man is clearly eating pork early in the morning, man. Don't tell him that. And I just want to say, sometimes people smell because of their clothes. You ever notice that? Sometimes people, if you shower and you put on dirty clothes or old that dirty coat, you're still going to smell. So make sure you wash your clothes, Or you too. don't use, or if you use cheap detergent. Sometimes cheap detergent don't work. That's why you got to Febreze everything. Okay. Freeze. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800 585 You ain't broke no more, Solomon. You ain't got to Febreze everything no I'm more. Always, that guy I'm, a, listen, I'm gonna always live like I'm broke. Okay. You ain't got to Febreze. Just, <laughs> just get some, just get some I detergent. I just wasn't sure what he wanted. Like, nobody. What he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have a special guest joining us. Uh, uh, she's an actress, producer, and screenwriter. We have Miss Lena Waithe in the building. What up? What up? Now I saw Lena last night. She asked me. She said, "Now has Envy actually seen The Shy?" <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did. said, "Probably not." I uh -huh, did uh -huh. see it for you. I'm gonna mm -hmm. tell you why I seen it. Okay. Why? I was in the gym training, and my trainer was like, "I gotta check out The Shy," and I was like, "Why?" He was like, Charlemagne posted on his Instagram that it made yeah. him cry like a little bitch. So <laughs> Damn. he was like, I got to go see. I didn't gotta... say that. <laughs> what I said was Jason Mitchell has almost made me cry twice. Oh. And well, one of those scenes was from the shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I said I had to see it. So I, I watched it. Did you like it? I, I loved it, actually. Oh, thank you. Very, very Did you good. tweet about it. it? Did you post about it? No, I didn't post about <laughs> it. You need to post about it. Come on, brother. <laughs> I didn't post about Come it. Come on, we got to stick together. Uh, you Come know why on. I didn't post about why? it? Because we have a rule in my in my house that I can't watch a show without my wife. And I watched it without my wife. Okay. And it'll be destruction in my house. Here's so the deal. I have then, to watch it with my wife, then I can That's what I need. He doesn't know yet. Please, I need y'all to watch it together. <laughs> okay. All right? And then both y'all tweet about it. Okay, you and got post it. about it. You got it. All right, I appreciate it. Well, that. I tweeted about it, and that's how we got Jason Mitchell to come on the show. Thank you for tweeting it. about it, Angela. I appreciate it. I you. thought it was great, and then Thank you. I shot my shot, and I said, we would love to have you come on up here, <laughs> and it worked out. That's well, my boo. Well, we <laughs> got the creator of the show right here now, Lena. The first black woman to win a Emmy for comedy writing. Correct. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You told me last night that you want to be the Kanye West of writing. Yeah, yeah. I think because I think my mission is to, it's interesting because a lot of people know me from Master of None and they know the Thanksgiving episode, which I was very honored to win an Emmy for. Uh, but I think to me, you know, The Shy is another, it's another color in my, in my voice. And mm -hmm. I kind of want to keep surprising people. That's the thing we're talking about Kanye and like every album felt so much different than the last one. You almost didn't even know who the, if it was the same artist. And that's what I want to do. I keep surprising people. I want people to kind of like be like always be guessing like what am I going to do next? Right, because it's mission. so different from Master or None. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Chicago's a hard place to represent well, but obviously you're from there and mm -hmm. Commons an executive producer yeah, on yeah. it. But people from Chicago will raise hell. Oh my God. And they, they, they be, you know, nitpicking some things. They ain't got at me. But that's my thing. You know, I don't ever want to 
sit there and go, okay, I got it. I'm good. I don't need no input. You know, to me, I was talking to Charlamagne last night. It's like, I feel like the audience is such a huge part of my career, all of our careers. Like, we can't do this without them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really, really appreciate their feedback. I well, want to hear from them. Explain the shot a little bit. It's not just about the shot. Right. It talks about gun violence and the trickle effect. So talk to people about... What was your mindset when you created this? Well, I was, you know, it was like three years ago when I wrote the pilot and I was living in Los Angeles and, you know, and all my family still lives in Chicago. I always run back there all the time and I just feel so connected to the city. And I was watching all these news stories. Like, it, it was really hot in the news like three years ago. There was just the, 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 the gun violence, the deaths, it was just getting to be really out of it control. Still is pretty high. It, it is still, still, it is still crazy, but I think, you know, <laughs> the tough thing is, you know, the news, sometimes they get bored with a story and, and move on. So it's like, you know, the people are still there. They still struggle with things and so I was just watching it and I was seeing people going to the city and reporting on it and which I appreciate but at the same time like, these are foreigners going into my city who don't know what it's like to survive a winter there who don't know what it's like to run the streets in the summer there who just don't know the heartbeat of the city and I know the heartbeat because I used to fall asleep to it every night and mm. so for me I was like I want to be able to tell the story and I was reading so much like Baldwin at the time a lot of Langston Hughes and I was seeing how they would tell stories about us Mm-hmm. Um, and and really paint a really vivid picture of who we are as a community. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, I wanna I wanna try to do this for Chicago because I feel like there wasn't any humanity in behind the headlines. Mm-hmm. They were just numbers. They were just statistics. And I know those people. And I think there's a story behind every statistic. And I kind of want to tell their story so people would not be so desensitized to the deaths. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we have been dehumanized in the in the public eye. And I think. That's problematic. Now, now, I know you have a love for a different world. And yes. you call yourself a Hillman grad. Yeah, yeah. After learning what we learned about Bill Cosby, how do you separate the art from the artist? You know, I think it was devastating for me because the Cosby show in a different world literally changed the course of my life. Like, mm. I wouldn't be sitting here if it weren't for those two shows. Uh, it was like a life jacket for me, you know, growing up on the south side of Chicago as, like, you know, a kid living in my grandmother's house. So what he did may break my heart but it doesn't it doesn't take away you know the the character of Whitley Gilbert it doesn't mm-hmm. make you know these phenomenal episodes of television go away I think we all remember the episode with Tisha Campbell and the, the HIV episode and talking about the LA riots or the phenomenal episode called Mammy Dearest where they sort of deal with the sort of dark skin light skin thing I mean the those things those memories are ingrained into my mind like that doesn't make all that go away uh, that still resonates inside of me and so it, it was really tough but for me i i always I, it's not going to make me feel any less joyful when i watch that show right. or if i'm feeling down i'll put it on and, and i'll just feel like i'm at home but that show made me go to hampton that was the reason why i went wow. to university yeah because hillman is kind of like ate you the way the, the calf absolutely and the, the grill was come that's on that's all with hampton <laughs> yeah you know it changed so many of our lives and has such a huge impact on us it, it, I don't think you can throw the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. on that one. You said you wanted to be a writer since you were young, like yeah. seven years old. How mm-hmm. did you know you wanted to write for television? I just I just knew how much I loved television. You know, I, I always say I grew up in a two-parent household, my mom and the TV. So <laughs> it's like I, I, I was just, it really brought me so much joy that I wanted to be a part of it. Um, and and I felt like, you know, TV, when you're, you know, growing up in the inner city, that TV teaches you how to dream. It teaches you what to dream about. Um, and that's really what it did for me. And so I just kind of say, oh, I want to be a part of that. And then, you know, when I was in fifth grade, my teacher said, I really like reading your papers. And I was like, what? why? And she said, because you write the way you speak. 
And I just remember, I just remembered that. And I think that's why it's so important for teachers to really highlight the kids what they do well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was really told, I was told at the early age, like, you speak well, you write well. You're great with dialogue. You enjoy reading, <laughs> you know, and also love watching TV. So when I got older, my mom was like, okay, what you going to do with your life? I kind of com- combined my two favorite things, which was writing and television. And, uh, and I majored in writing and producing and television at Columbia College in Chicago because I wasn't ready to leave Chicago yet. So I, cause my mom said, don't you want to go out of state? I was like, nah, nah, I want to stay here. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. So I went to college. You know, I'm so happy I got to go to college in Chicago because, you know, I, my, my uh, university was like down downtown Chicago and it was amazing. All right. We have more with Lena Waits when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Lena Waits in the building, actress, producer, screenwriter. Yeah. Now, uh, for the show Master of None, how many of those things that you wrote about are real-life stories? Because there's some random, like, guy oh. masturbating on the train, citizen's <laughs> arrest. Well, well, here's the thing. I didn't. I wasn't a writer on the show. Uh, and so, like, a lot of that stuff comes from Alan Yang and Aziz Ansari. That's them, you know, pulling from their own life experiences. The first time I wrote on it was for the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to because... And then you went and won an Emmy for it. <laughs> true, true. I'm very grateful. But <laughs> I, I think um, I really didn't want it to be muddled, you know, because I'm a writer first. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was like, oh, I don't want people thinking, oh, well, she writes on this show and she stars on it. It's like, no, I didn't write anything in season one. They met me and they were like, okay, we had another idea for this character. We thought she was going to be some chick that may have been a love interest for Dev. They're like, but we like that you're a black lesbian and kind of, you know, have an interest in swag. So we're going to rewrite all these other scripts and make her like you. Wow. So I was like, okay, cool. So, um, so I really trusted them and they knew my voice and they really appreciated my cadence. So I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. Um, but then in, in season two, when I circled back with Aziz and we're talking about just like life stories, I told them about my coming out story and they were really entertained by it and I didn't think my coming out story was that (laughs) extraordinary or fascinating maybe because it was mine but um, they were like no that's an episode and I was like okay and then and and Aziz was like we should get Angela Bassett to play your mom I was like okay keep wishing Uh, and then (laughs) uh, and then Angela was like she you know she read the script and she was like yeah I'd love to come like play with you guys and do this the the Emmy was icing like I I had such an amazing experience doing that and the response I got was phenomenal I didn't I didn't know how much the culture needed that episode of television. I really, really didn't. Because so many people reached out and was like, finally, like, we're seeing someone that reflects us and you're telling our story. And I think for me, I just sort of, I didn't care if when I walk into a room, uh, the energy changes. I didn't care to shout from the rooftops. Like, yeah, I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be gay. I'm proud to be a woman. Um, And then I realized how much of an anomaly I was in the industry. Because if you look at how many black people are in Hollywood and how many out gay black people there are in Hollywood, the numbers just don't add up. But I think for me, what I hope is with my success and just my career and my trajectory, I hope that somebody looks at me and goes, you know what? Maybe it ain't that bad. Maybe I should just like stop trying to be pretending to be something I'm not. I think it's the confidence. I think it's the confidence that's intriguing. Mm. It's not the fact that you're black and you're gay and you're woman. It's the fact that you're unapologetically all of that. People Mm. wish they could be that confident. Mm. It's interesting because I think some people are really confident. I think there's just a level of fear of Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I, I don't know what they're afraid of. I can't speak to it because that's not my experience. But I, I I see it all the time where I see people who I know are family. But they acting as if they ain't. Yeah, well, was there a, a time too. that you were scared? No. 
No. And my boy, Justin Simeon, who created Dear White People, I remember, because I, I never thought I would be an actor or a, a public person, but I remember when we were in the process of, we had gotten into Sundance, and, and we knew that, you know, we knew Justin was going to be doing a lot of interviews and all that kind of stuff. And Justin and I had a conversation where we were like, we will never, ever pretend to be something we aren't when we get out there in the public eye. People need to hear that. You know, you get a lot of emails for Ask Yee about that, and, I, and me and my wife... We do Papa, something. I thought you about to say people are always inquiring if Angela needs no. a lesbian. Oh, I was like, I want to come out. How can I come out? Like, they don't know. When yeah. we get the, you get that a lot when yeah, people call. Like, they get that a lot, so it's glad that people hear your story. Yeah. Do you think it's everybody's business, though? Like, some people choose to come out the closet, and some people are just like, my sexuality isn't your business. You know, I think that argument held water... Uh, a little bit longer ago, but now I think it's imperative mm -hmm. that, especially if you're a person of color, because the truth is there, you know, for me, when I was a young black girl who knew I was different, was watching TV, I would always be staring at the TV set looking for myself. Right. And I didn't see me. And when you don't see yourself, you start to think that you don't matter. Mm. Um, or you start to think that something is wrong with you. So for me, I, I take it as a responsibility to be out as hell, you know, black as hell, female as hell. So that way, when some young brown kid is sitting at home and turning on YouTube and watching y'all or, or turns on Netflix to watch Master of None or is watching The Shy or whatever it is, um, you know, they will say, oh, uh, that's me. And she's okay. And she seems to be happy and doing quite well for herself. So, you know what? I'm going to be brave and be myself and be out because if she can do it and survive, then maybe so can I. School our listeners real quick because, you know, you call yourself an openly queer woman. Mm -hmm. When did the word queer change from a slur to a term of endearment? endearment. Yeah, yeah I, I think for me the reason why I use the word queer is because even though, yes, there's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, intersex, asexual, non-binary, there's a lot of, you know, categories within mm -hmm. our group. And the reason why I like to say queer is because I don't want to separate myself from any of those other people. I, I To me, like, I, my fight, I, I'll fight next to a gay man, I'll fight next to a bisexual person, I'll fight next to a trans person, I'll fight next to someone who's non-binary. I like to say we're all one big family, and so that's why not, I try not to say lesbian, because then I'm sort of like, I feel like ostracizing the lesbian group within a group of uh, that's already a minority. So for me, when I say queer, it's really my way of just sort of being all-inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, so that way I'm not separating myself from any other group. It's me saying, like, we're all one big group. We're all, we all have something about us that's sort of different, and we all have to come out in some sort of way. So I just kind of feel like we're all one big family. Well, Lena has, has to go, guys. So we okay, gotta, we gotta just wrap one up last question. Okay. Has this side been picked up for a season two yet? Uh, not yet, but I feel confident. It will. And I'm, and I'm grateful to all these people that really showed up. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, so many people, so many of our people, so many people that don't even look like us were like, you know, Instagramming and posting and tweeting. And it was another, it was, it feels similar to Thanksgiving, you know, because the thing about Netflix is like, we don't know how people feel about it until like, you know, until we see Twitter. Yeah, day. exactly. Right, right, right. We don't have ratings or whatever. But I think for The Shy, you know, and we were lucky because Showtime was gracious enough to release the first episode early. Mm -hmm. So we were getting tweets and, and emails and comments. It was getting texts and he was screen grabbing them and sending them to me. People were saying again, thank you for showing us as we are mm -hmm. and um and that's really my mission as a writer i i, I really want to continue to gain the the audience's trust and i want to continue to be a person that can really you know wave a flag for our community and um you know i think i think it's something i don't take lightly and even like with winning the emmy I, i'm really grateful and i didn't expect for that to happen so early in my career so i think for me i feel like i'm always trying to earn it you know i'm really trying to earn that moment 
and I'll, you know, hopefully I'll maybe get, a, get a few more. One last question. How do you think the show will change the perception of Chicago? I asked you this last night, but I want our audience to hear it. I hope it just sort of reminds them that black boys aren't born with a gun in their right hand and a pile of drugs in their left. Mm. You know, they're born with the same amount of uh, hope and joy and uh, uh, potential as every other little kid. And that, you know, we we are, we're human. And I think that's the thing that people often forget. We are human beings and uh, and we're just a group of working class folks that are trying to go to work every day, raise our kids and uh, get to church when we can. And, uh, and also too, you know, I, I know people have said they feel really connected to the characters and they feel like they're really rooting for them and care about them. And even though they may be fictitious, my hope is that if you care about Coogie, if you care about Brandon, if you care about Emmett, if you care about Kevin, um, that maybe when you hear a story on the news about some young black boy being shot and killed in the street, it will no longer just be background noise. Right. But you'll wonder what his nickname was. You'll wonder what he had for breakfast that morning. Um, you'll wonder what his dreams were. Uh, and I think that's the mission is to get people to care about our lives. We appreciate you for joining us. Lena Waif. Lena's special, man. Mm-hmm. And she's Thank about you. to be in a Steven Spielberg movie, so you know what that means. <laughs> Whenever Steven Spielberg puts a black woman in their movies, Oprah, Whoopi, mm-hmm. they go to a new level. A new level. That's where Lena's about to go. Okay. Look, and I'm going to keep coming back, man. Whenever Please. y'all hit me. Please Whenever y'all do. hit me, I'm going to come back. Please do. Well, I we appreciate, appreciate you for joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Hey, we got Dan on the line. Dan, what's up, bro? Hey. Hey, Dan. We're doing shoot your shot now. Now, tell us your story. What's your situation, bro? Well, re- uh, recently, uh, I had a girlfriend. We found out she was pregnant. You know, it's kind of like that story everybody, you know, a lot of people are used to. Uh, I got cold feet, and, you know, I, I took a walk. I, I left. And you left your pregnant girlfriend? It. That was lame, bro. Yeah, I I, I realize that now. Why did you leave your pregnant girlfriend? I'm disgusted by you. That was whack. Just so not, you were planning to but, not take care of your kid, or you just didn't want to be with no, her? No, it it was more or less. I just need a little time to kind of clear my head a bit. But I I talked to friends and family. You know, I got a good support system, and you know, I I knew I had to be in the child's life. I, you know, I was gone for three months. Um, which is which is way too long for for uh, you know. I ain't gonna lie, you sounding a, like a sucker right now, yeah, my brother. That's pretty awful because she could have been so stressed out that could really have harmed the baby. I don't want you back in my life when you wasn't with me for the tough times, baby. You wait till I push I this baby out to try to come back around. It's it's I'm embarrassed enough. I, honestly, I am. So did you ever see the baby? But have you ever seen the baby? For three, well, here here's the thing. For three months, I didn't hear nothing. I, I, I didn't get contacted. I didn't get no phone call. No uh, you think? I wouldn't have called you punk ass either. Well, you left. Yeah, you did leave. You walked right out, bro. Which, which you're right. I probably deserved it. But uh, I, I just found it, I found it weird that I didn't get contacted at all. Why so, would I contact you when you left me high and dry? You walked out. Can you imagine how that makes a woman feel, bro? Seriously, she's pregnant, and she's like, yo, I'm pregnant, and then you just ghost on her. She already got her hormones going crazy. Yeah, that's lame. After thinking about it, I, I, I know I was wrong. That's why I wanted to, to make up for whatever I missed out on. What do you, right. you think is going to happen this morning, sir? Like, what, let's, oh, seriously, what do you want us to do? If, if you guys can help me out, I want to come back. I want to put everything behind us and got to be in this child's life. It has to happen. I do agree that uh, a child needs both his parents, but yes. as far as you and her being together, I can't co-sign that. I just can't that, do it. That would be ideal, but... 
how whatever however it goes, I need to be in the child's life. All okay. Right. Well, let's 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 call her. What's her name? Her name is Shay. All right. We're gonna call Shay when we come back. And and you better do a lot of begging. You better do a lot of apologizing. A lot. I don't know of, if sorry. I would trust you if I, I would, was. Her. I, I wouldn't take her back if I was you. I'm take not. Take him back. Take him back. Yeah, I wouldn't take him back if I. You know what I mean. I wouldn't take you back, you bum. But right. I, I do. I do agree. You need to be in the child's life, though. Good luck. Good luck. We'll do it when we come back. Hold on. All right. Thank you. I will give her a call when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. It's shoot your shot. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Shoot Your Shot. We have Dan on the line, and Dan's about to call Shay. Hello? Hi, Shay. Hello? Yes? Shay, it's Dan. I'm, I know it is. I, I haven't heard from you, and, you know, I, I just want you to know that I, I cleared my head about a lot of stuff, talked to some friends and family, and I, I need, it, this, it has to, ha I have to be in the child's life. I, ha I, can't, I can't go any longer without you contacting me. Without okay, okay. I, hold up. First of all, you haven't spoken to me in three months. I called you so many times, and after you ignored me and treated me like I'm not I stopped talking to you. I yes. stopped calling, I stopped trying. But honestly, it's too late. Like that, that ship has sailed a long time ago. <laughs> Look, what, between uh, what, between me and you, that's fine. But but I got to be in our child's life. Well, that's another conversation we would have had months ago if you weren't avoiding me. It's not your child. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I like to oh, hear. Nice. Good Shay. morning, Shay. Hey, this Shay. is the Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. I am proud of you, Shay. Okay, I told this sucker that he did not deserve to be back with you after he left you high and dry when he was pregnant. And I'm glad the baby's not his. Now, Shay, God is good Shay, all the time. Shay, you're not saying this just because you're angry, are you? No, no. Oh my God, I cannot believe I got the whole Breakfast Club in my life. I, um, tell me about the glory of God, baby. Uh, tell me how good God is. Go ahead, tell us. Why is it not his? Well, God is really good. God is God is amazing because turns out that um, the baby's daddy was somebody else, and he and I are in a relationship right now, and he's amazing. So did you, did you get a test and everything, though, to make sure? Yeah, we did. I am going to overlook well, your whorish ways because this is what God wanted for you. I am proud of you, Shay. <laughs> Tell that sucker, hang up the phone. Don't yeah. ever call you. Lose your number. Y'all ain't got no reason to be together. Yeah, you are now, a Dan, sucker, Dan. Dan, I'd like did. to hear what Dan has to say about this now, Dan. Do you this, feel like this, this is, is karma? Exactly, this, this is exactly why. I got cold feet when I found out you're pregnant. Oh, I'm don't try to act hard now, now, Dan. Let Dan no, talk. hear that. Let no, Dan talk. Don't try to Dan flip the script talk. now, Dan. We never asked Dan why he now he just walked away, Dan. And maybe that was the reason. Was that the Look, reason? I Dan? got scared, but but also, this is exactly why I was I was nervous about having a child with her because I could never get a Oh, Dan, your nothing. energy changed. Your energy changed a little while ago. I want to be with the kid. I want to be back with her. Now all of a sudden, this is why you didn't want to do such and such. Kiss my ass, Dan, and kiss Shay's ass, and kiss the little baby's ass too, and kiss the real daddy's ass as well. Dan might have dodged the bullet. Maybe that was the reason why Dan walked out because she thought Shay was cheating on him. You don't know. Well, don't you know what? Yeah, right. He wouldn't have been stressed out for all these months if he would have just kept in contact and known what really happened. Exactly. 
Exactly. This is messy. Well, but it seems like everybody wins. Yeah, he everybody should be happy. It seems right. like it. Congratulations, Shay. Thank you so much. And, and listen, that new man you with, the real baby daddy, his penis is huge, isn't it? What? Ah, Why you already you know. know. Hey, don't leave your man your back out better than Dan ever could, Why? isn't he? Why you want to know? All right. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Go cry, Dan. Dan gonna cry in the car. <laughs> he gonna cry in the car. He gonna Goodbye. cry in the car. Goodbye. Goodness gracious. That was Shoot Your Shot. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We got Greg on the line. Greg, what's up, bro? Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Greg, shoot your shot, man. Who, who, what's going on, man? Tell us who you want to shoot your shot with, bro. Oh my gosh, there's this attractive older woman that work works out at the same gym I work out. Her name's oh. Carol. Oh, you like older women, huh? I used Cheryl? to call I used to call older women vintage vagina, but I don't uh Yeah, don't do that. I don't talk to I don't object what's the word? I don't Objectify. reduce women, I don't reduce women to their body parts anymore. Thank you. All right, yes. Greg. No, she's definitely a cool girl and uh I oh just Don't call her an animal. What kind of animal are you? So Greg, continue. Let's talk about Cheryl. So she's in the gym. She's in the gym, and uh, you know we make eye contact all the time. And I uh, helped her out with a couple of machines. And, so you work you know, at the I'm, gym? I work out. He works out. Okay, he you just work, work out there. You don't work there, but you've been helping her, even though that's not your job. Yeah, I'm just okay. being friendly. You've been spotting you sh- her and all that, huh? Are you sure that y'all making eye contact? Because she's just like, who is this weirdo that keeps looking at me? No, no, we chat each other up a little bit. Okay. Is she married or is she single? I don't. I haven't seen a ring on that finger. I mean, she's at the gym sometimes. Who the hell wears rings at the gym? I know. Tell me, um, some like what kind of conversations do you guys have? Oh man, we talk about school, working out, uh, summer bodies, and you know. How old are you, Greg? Like, um, I I just turned eighteen not too long ago. Eighteen. This woman is forty. You talk about school. Now I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. You can flirt with her and make her feel good, but I don't think no forty year old woman giving no eighteen year old kid no play. Yeah, that would be actually creepy. It's good though. You make her feel good. You know what I'm saying? She's like, damn, I still got it. You know. Well, I don't know. We really have a connection. What are you looking for though? You want a relationship or you just want to, you know, swim in that fountain? That fountain of elderly. Ness. I, I, I would like to go out on a date with her. That's sweet, but she might look at you as a child, as her son. But you have her phone number? Yes, I do. Oh, she gave you the number. You asked for it? Of course. And she gave it to you? Like, how'd you ask for it, though? Like, on some, like, yo, can I call you sometime? I want to get to know you better. How'd you ask for it? Oh, I, I said uh, we, we plan to have a workout date together. Like, you know, meet at the gym at the same time. Oh, you set it up as work. Smart, smart, That's good. Smart, That's smart. smart. You can't get turned smart. down that way. That's smart. All right, well, let's call her, and let's see how this works out, all right? We're going to stay quiet. Let's call your grandma, around. man, and see if we can make Stop. this ancestral yeah. hookup happen. Yeah. And we're going to call her, see how this works out. All right, hold on. Okay. All right, when we come back, we're going to call Cheryl and see how this works, all right? So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? This is Greg from the gym. Greg. Oh. Hey, baby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. A little surprised at this phone call, but how are you? What's going on? I'm all right. Uh, I wanted to know if you were um, free this weekend. Would you like to go to the movies or to dinner or something like that? <laughs> what? Uh, well, how old are you? Something. Uh, 18. Legal. Oh my God. <laughs> I do want to go. I, I can't lie. I do want to go. 
because you were a sexy little person, but I thought you was younger than even 18, so... No. Where you want to go? Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, you know, it's working! Hey, Cheryl, what? what's up? It's the Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. Hey, Cheryl. That's Charlemagne. That's Envy. Hey, yeah. Cheryl, you almost pedophile, you. <laughs> He's legal. He's legal. No, you almost is the operative word. Almost. I don't want to hear, um, hear he's legal because if this was a man... Y'all do it all the time. Woman, Y'all do it all the time. We'd be, call, we be calling you creepy yep. and nasty no, and R. Kelly no, and all kind of other stuff. True. If you saw this little boy and them triceps and biceps, you would understand. Cheryl, oh, but you oh, just called him a little... You call him a little boy. No, he's a young man that glistens. His sweat smells like Tom Ford. Now, you know good one, you ain't taking this little boy seriously now. You might let him come over and smash a couple times, but you ain't taking this little boy seriously. And what's wrong with that? Oh, okay, then. Oh, okay. Cheryl, I wish you was fat. Yeah. All right, What's wrong with that? Go away. Stop judging. It's too early for the judging. Stop it. Okay, well, let me ask you a question, Greg. He invited you... me. I didn't go after him. Greg, where are you going to take her? The movies. The movies and what restaurant? I'm just curious. What restaurant are you taking her to? They're going to Chuck E. Cheese, and they're going to see Jumanji. That's what they're going to do. That's what y'all oh, going to do. Chuck E. Cheese and Jumanji. He's a classy, you're not giving him enough credit. He's a classy young yeah. man. He's smells very like time for it. respectful and smells I like Tom Ford, and I like him. And he's my motivation for coming to the gym, besides my jiggly part. You're going to get you a contributor to the delinquency of a minor charge. Y'all going to be out, and you're going to order him a little wine, you know what I'm saying, to get him in the mood, and you're going to jail. No, I'm not going to order him wine because he's 18, not 21. Stop it. You got kids? Stop it. You got kids? I do. How old are they? That's not the important part. <laughs> that means that they're close to this young boy's age. Oh so when you when you sleeping with him, he, you look down and you hear some moaning and you think of your child, you're going to know what it is. You got yeah. a son? I am not going to think of my child because my child don't have the muscles on this man. This man is sexy. And Charlemagne, you need to take notes from him and get your weight wow. up and learn something from this young boy. Knock it off. First of all, you, you ain't never, seen me. never seen me with my shirt off. And okay? get your weight up. All right. All right. Well, y'all are going to go out, so this should be interesting. I can't wait to hear the follow-up if you guys end up really, like, dating seriously. I still have the testosterone of an 18-year-old. you do all this for me. I feel special. Well, let us know how it goes, My penis still gets firm like an 18-year-old. And I mean, Mama. All right? All right, Grandma. She's not a grandma. Thank you very much. No, I don't like these double standards. Because this is a 40-year-old man and an 18-year-old woman. We'd be calling him a freaking creep. No, we wouldn't. In fact, we've done that with Shoot Your Shot before. She's okay, a, she's a creep. If you're legal, she's definitely a creep. Oh, so it's okay if they're legal. We keep that same energy yeah, if you're legal, when it's you a 40-year-old man and an 18-year-old uh, woman. Okay? Now, would I do that? No. But is it legal? Yes. Goodness gracious. That was Shoot Your Shot. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You are a donkey. I'm a fat and all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make the judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day goes to the artist formerly known as Jay Holiday. Now, I get emails every now and then asking to have Jay Holiday on the Breakfast Club. And at 3.34 p.m. yesterday, I got one of those emails. And the email said, do you guys have space for this interview? This rant is growing press under it. Uh, can he clear this up and say what he really meant by the IG post? I had no idea what they was talking about. But I always feel like that's whack to me. You know, when a, 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 a 
irrelevant artist wants to do a whole interview based off a rant they had on social media. If you had no buzz doing anything else, or if you was a star who had a buzz back in the day and you were trying to reheat those cold french fries that are your career by going off on a social media rant, I'm not interested. So I didn't even look at the attachment in the email, but as I look at it now, it was a picture of a man I assume is Jay Holiday. And the reason I say assume is because I have zero idea what this young man Jay Holiday looks like, okay? iPhone X face recognition fail-ass boy. Now, you know your Uncle Charlotte not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, so feel free to reach out to me on social media and explain to me why Jay Holiday is mad at the Grammy nominations. The only time you should be mad at Grammy nominations is if you are in contention for one. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jay Holiday wasn't in contention for no Grammy, was he? He yeah. wasn't, right? Mm-mm. Now, the last and only time, uh, you know, that he was nominated for a Grammy was 2009 for his album, Back of My Lack. I know you're thinking all I know is the record Bed. Well, Bed was on that album. And he lost that year to the queen of hip-hop soul, Mary J. Blige. Drop on the clues bombs for Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated. Now, I was thinking, okay, maybe Jay Holiday is writing for people, so that's why he's mad. Maybe a song he wrote was in contention and didn't get nominated, so therefore he didn't get nominated, so he's mad. But no, that's not the case. Jay Holiday just... Mad. Yeah. So he decided to post the video on social media. I saw it on Baller Alert's page. Uh, let's hear what Jay Holiday had to say. So apparently, man, the black men's still losing to the women. I get it. No disrespect. I was raised by a woman. I have two older sisters, man. I have absolute all respect for black women. But with that being said, understand this, man. Black men, African-American men, men from the hood, we go through everything to make sure that who we care about are taken care of. We don't swing our around. We don't do all this bullshit to be seen. I could be that over here is up. I know a whole bunch of little ass that sing that I could call their ass the out, but I don't. And understand this. I got daughters, man. Cardi, Beyonce, Scissor, all y'all motherfuckers. Stop using that fucking pain to make it okay to say some bullshit on your record and get nominated for a Grammy for going through some bullshit. Because so have I. All right, let's so unpack this. Sheesh. Let's unpack By the this. way, I thought it was Cat Williams when I saw the video. I was like, why is Cat Williams talking? Because he looks just like him. But first of all, I have no idea what Jay Holiday is really talking about. Okay, He starts off sounding like <laughs> he's still salty that Mary J. Blige beat him in 09 for the Grammy. Then he starts talking about black women singing about their pain. Since when don't artists of all genders make music about the pain they have been through? That's what we relate to. Yeah, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's because of society, whether it's tragedies in the hood, the foundation that most great black you know, classic music is built on is pain. I mean, in fact, Jay-Z is nominated for 444. That album is about pain, the pain of breaking your wife's heart because of infidelity, the growing pains of being a father, a better husband, the pain of his mother having to suppress her sexuality and then smiling because she was free to be who she is. Like, it's all about pain. Kendrick Lamar has a bunch of Grammy nominations, and Kendrick talks about everything from depression mm-hmm. to suicidal thoughts. Is that not pain? Here's the problem. Jay Holiday, in the words of my homie Amanda Seals, is one of those guys who likes Poom Poom, but doesn't like women. Okay, Jay Holiday clearly has a problem with getting bested by a woman. Okay, you gotta go read the caption on this video, okay? Jay Holiday's caption on this video said, as a black mother effing man, yes, salty, I lost to Mary J. Blige. Negro, that was 2009, get over it. <laughs> Alright? You didn't win in 09, okay? You should have did what another great it's black R&B Blige. singer said to do, and that's dust yourself off and try again. Alright? R.I.P. Aaliyah. Then he put, I'm over it. No, you're not, because if you did, you wouldn't be making this video. Jay Holiday put hashtag pain wins, not talent. Hashtag don't support junkie music. Hashtag the weekend chick. Hashtag watermelon swallowing. Hashtag foreign poom poom. What are you doing to help? Because my daughters love y'all but are not allowed to listen. That's the problem. Jay Holiday, when you were the offer of a song called Bed, 
you are not allowed to be that hypocritical. My name is Charlemagne the God. This is my 20th year in this radio business, okay? I started off as an intern in 1998 in Charleston, South Carolina at C93 Jam. So I was around and very active during the Jay Holiday Bed era. I remember people being upset that record was playing during the day. Listeners did not think that record bed was appropriate for kids to be listening to during the day. But it didn't stop the record, you know. But, but the same complaints you have about these young ladies, you know, sexually explicit lyrics... People had those same complaints about beds. So my brother, what the hell are you talking about? And let's be clear. You said pain wins, not talent. No, talent wins. And Jay Holiday, you were not more talented than Mary J. Blige in 09. And I'm pretty sure you're not as talented as SZA and Beyonce now. It's not about gender, sir. It's about greatness. And in 09, you was good, but you weren't great. It's simple. And if you were great, my brother, where you been? Last time you dropped an album was 2014, Guilty Conscience. I don't want to hear you yelling from the sidelines. If you think you still got some skills, get in the game. Don't complain, compete. Stop telling me about gender and black man versus black woman, talent versus pain. Man, those ladies are working, and you are not simple and plain. Stop being one of those dudes who likes poom poom but hates women. Knock it off. Now, I'm only talking about this because I need content for Donkey today. But the resurfacing of Jay Holiday made me think about something. What? What are the top five most irrelevant holidays? Like, we all have the holidays oh, that really boy. mean something to us. I love Christmas. I love New Year's Eve. I love Valentine's Day. But there's some holidays that I don't give a damn about. So these are Charlemagne the God's top five most irrelevant national holidays. Number five, Groundhog Day. I don't give a damn about no Groundhog. That's coming up. Okay. It's February 2nd. Look, I don't care. And if he sees his shadow... That's the only time. That's the only time I care. The only time I ever care is when I see the president do that thing where the groundhog peeps out and sees his shadow. That, that that's the only time I care. I thought what groundhog is when you're about to go to the bathroom and no, it comes out no, a little okay. bit no, and then right. you suck it back in. All right. I wouldn't even recognize a suck groundhog. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't even recognize a groundhog if I saw one in the street. It's All right, groundhogging. I would probably mistake a groundhog for a woodchuck, <laughs> but I would recognize a groundhog before I recognize Jay Holiday. Now, number four, most irrelevant holidays, mm -hmm. April Fool's Day. Bro, there is absolutely no reason on April 1st for people to be falling for April Fool's Day's pranks. The jig been up. In fact, <laughs> April Fool's Day is so irrelevant that nobody even bothers to do the pranks anymore. I already had one planned for you guys that I've been planning out since... I think we're. I think. Oh. I, I think we pretty. We yeah. pretty much know when April Fool's Day is. Second. Pretty much. Uh, number three most irrelevant <laughs> holiday: National Selfie Day. That's every June twenty first. Selfies do not need its own holiday simply because people catch lights from selfies every day. B. All right. Number two most irrelevant holiday. Mm -hmm. Christopher Columbus Day. Mm. F that murderous bastard, Christopher Columbus. Only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Now. The number one most irrelevant holiday. I need a drum roll for this one. Turn the drum roll up, okay? The number one most irrelevant holiday. Beating out National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Beating out National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, wow. Beating out National Hat Day. Wow. The most irrelevant holiday is... Jay Holiday! Hey! Drop on a clue bomb for that, damn it. What does Jay Holiday win? He gets the biggest hee-haw courtesy of Remy Ma. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid mother Are you dumb? <sighs> wow. Gosh. Fight me when you see me, damn it. I'm sure he will. <laughs> you know it was just Winnie the Pooh I'm Day. Sure you think he he's more irrelevant than Winnie the Pooh Day? That's an easy one. First of all, don't you ever disrespect Winnie the Pooh. Well, you didn't come in here dressed okay. up like him. I dressed like him at home. Red t-shirt, no drawers. <laughs> all right, there you it's go. It's not a right. t-shirt. It's more like a crop top. Well... Don't judge me for what I do at home. <laughs> if you like it, we love it. All right. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All oh right. God. Thank you for that dog here today. I don't know. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. The gang. Hey, Albums out happening? right now. Migos. What's happening? Coach and we got Coach Control. What's up, sir? What's happening? Hey, y'all getting a lot of money, man. Yes, yeah, sir. A lot of money. He said, yes, sir. Keeping God first, you know? What exactly is culture to the Migos? We the way. We bringing all the people together, the young gen- generation. We making new music, keeping it fresh. And we the boys who started all this crazy flow, this crazy ice. We taking over the game. Yeah. And there's 24 songs on this new album. Now, we actually had to reschedule because I guess there was some type of last-minute emergency. Before the you album said you had to fly out? back or something to fix a verse or something? Nah, you know, we were just on the PJ, figuring out the album at the same time. So you're on the private jet, figuring out the album, then trying to get to the private club. Nah, that wasn't Three days before the album came out, y'all didn't have it right yet? Yeah, we on the clock. We got, we got no, you got to do the last minute test. You can't rush greatness. Isn't it crazy? Because back in the day, you used to have to submit your album so much earlier, and now, three days before, you could still make changes. We yeah. try to hold on to it long because, you know, albums be leaking. Mm-hmm. We ain't doing Some out, some way. Mm-hmm. How, how come so many songs this time? 24 is a lot. It's a culture two and three. It's an anniversary. It ain't been a year. Mm-hmm. Been a year since we dropped our last album. We yeah. got so many songs, it's only right. Yeah, you've been producing and mixing though, right? Because, I mean, early on, y'all didn't have the, the, the budgets and all of that to do. So you've been doing that, right? Yeah, oh, we had the budget, for sure. But, <laughs> but, 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 but we just always were in-house and did it. When you make music, a lot of engineers don't know, like, the sound. They just know to mix it a, found, a traditional way. But I'm talking about early on, even before QC when y'all was with Gucci. We've been in our lab ourselves, been hands-on with our crap. Got to. Now, the interesting thing about y'all is y'all really hip-hop heads, though. Like, I hear Offset referencing Wu-Tang on the 21 Savage collaboration. And mm-hmm. Quavo, you said Jay is your favorite rapper. Why, why is it this stigma that y'all not uh, real hip-hop? We pay homage to, to the OGs that paid away for it. And I, li- and I really listen to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. If you if you can say you don't know who these folks is, you got to be lying. I don't you got, know what you you're got, saying. And you got to know the game that you in. You know what I'm saying? You got to know who paid away who. Came in the door first. Got to. How's it feel to be nominated for some Grammys? What's that feeling like? First, it's a blessing, but you know, this is what you do it for to get that trophy. Bring that home. Like, do it for this. Is that big. the one thing that your your, your mom's respect? Because moms always know the Grammys. Like, your moms might not care about some of the other awards, but mommy knows the Grammys. Mom do respect us, period. Mm-hmm. You know so, what I'm saying? Y'all just bought her a house. Shout out to mom. You did. Taking you. Mama. <laughs> How'd that feel to buy your mom's a house, man? <laughs> feel good. Accomplishments on accomplishments, blessings on blessings. We ain't gotta wait on no another guy. She ain't gotta wait on nobody, and she got it from her boys. That's the best. It's the best ticket in the world from from my mama. Is that something you had on like a vision board or something? Like I'm gonna buy my mama a house. Is that the feeling like I made it now? We bought me and take out bought my mama a house, right. and we had to. We got to. Got seems, to take care of mama. Seems like you guys got your business together. Most artists don't usually have their business together till it's too late. What what gave y'all the sense to have your your sh- together? Have a good structure. You know what I'm saying? You got a foundation. And then when that bag come in, extra different. You gotta. You can't move the same way how you move when you first got some money. You know I, and keeping it real. You be on the ass fee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling them not to waste their money, or are you just... Try to instill in them the same things. I was taught coming up, you know. They young. They getting money right now. People don't know, like, when we first started... They came in with money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, we were grinding. We, we were grinding out there in the street, but, you know, you asked them folks in the streets at Atlanta Migos, they, they came in doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I was listening to uh, Cardi B talk about Offset, inspiring her to, to get a business manager and to get a, a lawyer and all that. And most of the times, you don't necessarily hear that because most times when artists get money, it's, it's so new, they just spend. How did, y'all, how did you have that mind frame? Like, I know I need to get this, I need to get that, I need to get this. Like, where did you get that mind frame and business sense from? When we came in the game, like I said, Big Dog put it on me. Like, he came in teaching us whatever he learned. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a, whatever he learned, I learned at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I know she had just transferred from not really in the music to having a real hit singer. So that money coming in, you got to clean that up. I'm a player. I ain't going to leave her having money not straight. You know he said you got to clean that up. You know, he's still thinking, oh, I got to clean that money up. <laughs> it's clean now. It's clean. Now <laughs> you got to clean the business up. That's right, what right, I mean. Right. Not the money, the business behind the money. You know what I'm saying? He said laundry. But y'all like second, third generation millionaires in Atlanta, though. It ain't like money new to black folks in Atlanta. Especially right. young black black folks. Everybody got money. Atlanta, black Hollywood. Everybody got, everybody got beautiful money. Beautiful, like that. Cars, superstars. You know what I'm saying? Us. You know, we the wave. Why you think the sound in Atlanta is accepted all around the world? Like it's because y'all hood, man. Y'all smell like loud right now, but the sound <laughs> is accepted all around the world. Why? It's authentic. It's real. It's fun. Natural. It's all not right. too much thought. You know what I'm saying? It's not too much. It's not too deep. You could get deep, but it ain't really too deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more enjoyable music, more <laughs> enjoyable vibe. The hottest shit in the streets. Hey, you know what else is great? You guys say that everybody's on the field, nobody's in the bleachers. And y'all have all done your own thing, like, individually. But you guys support each other. Like, take off, you have the album coming, the mixtape with Yachty. Is it an album or a mixtape? Just wait on it. I can't spill the beans too much. You just mm-hmm. know it's on the way. All right, is it almost done? Oh, it's finished. Complete. It's finished. Yeah, you know, already in the rap. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet this morning that was interesting. It said Young Rich 2 was Quavo's album, Culture was Offset's album, and yeah. Culture 2 is Takeoff's album. Yeah, it seems like individually, because first it was like Quavo, then it was like Offset, now it's like Takeoff. Is that purposely oh, done? Nah. No. Everybody this, got their own time. Yeah. Everybody got the drip, man. It's all about time. Saying? It's all in one bowl. Yeah, we're one. We're we all in one bowl. Yeah. Every piece is special. That's why. We ain't like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody powerful. Ain't no weak link. How do y'all make sure y'all stay together as a team? Because usually this is around the time when we start seeing teams start dispersing a little bit, breaking up and beefing and bickering. It's real family right here. Blood. I mean, we've been through everything. Mm-hmm. We ain't get it like everybody either. I feel like we went through more stuff. Sleeping on that. Nigga telling us we ain't. Nigga was tripping. You know what I'm saying? We had to really show people and make them wake up. Like, we did real deal. That also keep us together too because it ain't no, oh, they... We kept it all the way. We started from the bottom. We ain't had no quick little hit in. I don't feel like we came straight from the mud as one. That's why we gonna leave out as one. We still can do our own things, but we we support each other. You got to. We brothers. We ain't tripping about that. That's that's lick money. We got more with Migos when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Migos are in the building. I remember the, the, the grind. I remember y- y'all did a club for me, and at the time. I think I gave y'all three thousand dollars. That's how long ago it was. Dang, why you put that out? Because they nowhere near that now. <laughs> but I appreciate. Oh, y'all got to make that up next time. Envy asks. Yeah, y'all next time you got to overcharge now. for what they, you did. No, nah, but I appreciate. <laughs> but, I, but, <laughs> I remember, but I remember seeing the grind back then and how hard they. Next time, next time gonna be three hundred thousand. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's three hundred. But but that's how that's how much the grind was. They they grinded it out, and at the time it, it was nobody believed, and they thought they were one hit wonders, and now that you know they proved the industry wrong. And I, I and we was really that. independent. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Right. Really independent. On the charts, independent. 
And that's a relationship to I me really with DJ Envy. I don't like, think I, I don't remember that. Wait, wait, I ain't never took no $3,000. I don't remember that. Hey, there wasn't no early. In New York. Listen, there wasn't no early 1479 day when Cold Cable just on that, um, it was just uh-huh. for promo. For promo. Looking back at my... Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, so Kenny uh, told y'all it was for free, but he took the $3,000. Uh, wow. But you know what? That might have went to that single... Travel expenses. Nah, nah, I just don't remember you trying to pay your <laughs> <laughs> That be too low, my brother. <laughs> well, that was that was about 10, 10 years ago. 10 years ago? It was about 10... It was long, oh, I don't even think I was here. It ain't been out 10 years. Yeah, yeah 10, 10 years stop ago. Knock it off. It was a long time ago. 2013. 2013. What's the low? Was y'all took for a club appearance or something? <laughs> that y'all can remember. It, it been free before. It been mm-hmm. a rack before. Yeah. And they had to get in the door. You know That's what interesting because like. people even now might have been like, well, you know, I was there early on and I was booking y'all for stuff for three thousand dollars. I can't get no love now. Now what happens? Now you respect my grind. Right. You got, they got my respect the, the, the evolution, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some people get some love, I'm sure, though. Some people get a little slight discount. You still get love, but I'm yeah. saying you still gonna have to pay that. We're gonna give you that Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> now, Quavo, we've been seeing you working with Iggy Azalea. What's going on with that? Because I assume, I'm sure your executive producing, maybe people are tapping you to do other stuff, too. Quavo making music. Mm-hmm. They like the wave. We the wave. <laughs> Is there anybody you feel like you wouldn't get a sound to? Is that have you turned, like, you, you wouldn't do a song with or wouldn't do a project with? When the price is right, we can work. You think you can make somebody into a star? Yeah, you trying to record? Hey, no. <laughs> 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 Hey, you trying to record? Am I? Oh, you want to <laughs> experiment? It, we make do, me make you a star. star. Let's do it. What make you think you can we sell got, a Yee project? We can do a Yee, you know what I'm saying? Y'all will play it up here. Keep going. Keep seeing the radio. We already got the pool. And they paid $3,000 to come perform in the beginning. Paid $3,000. I'm definitely not playing no Yee records. Now, in Atlanta, what's the difference between people from the east side, west side, and the north? Like, is there a difference? We together, cause see, in QC team, we got the East, the West, and the North all on one team. You know what they made? The All-Star Dream Team. That's what it is. Yeah. See, in Atlanta, we don't got, it's, it's, it's more love, I feel like, than all the other cities. Because they be having one rapper, or they don't got no rapper. We be having five hours in the same studio. It be so in-house. You, like, y'all don't even know how close folks be in-house. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, everything be so small in the city. We smashing. We smashing right now. You know. Now, now you you said you, you you love Wu Tang and you love Hov and listen to some of those lyrics early on. It was disrespectful. Now people seem like they too sensitive. Do you gotta watch in your lyrics what you say because it seems like the industry oh, yeah, they got, is way too sensitive. They got on you for saying quit the other day. We stuck up for you though. I don't know if you heard. We stuck up for you though. I ain't know what that meant though. On some real. Mm. I really ain't know what that meant. Like, you know what I didn't it take meant. It, I didn't take it, it like way. I didn't take it like because that's a, a way it's been used. It's kind of I really don't want to talk about that. But it's all love. I got love everywhere. I don't know what they talking about. You know what I'm saying? I'm big on fashion myself. You know what I'm saying? So I got love for everybody. I ain't never been no discriminated on nobody. You no. use it in the proper context, though. Like, it just means weirdo. That's all it means. I was referring to, like, somebody can't put me on camera because a lot of my, even your friends, like, you might see your boy you ain't seen in a year, and you might turn around and he just got the camera on you. You ain't even know. I was talking about like that. Weirdo. Yeah. I don't even get into that. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you don't get enough credit, though, Offset, man, for staying out of trouble. There was one time you was in jail and out of jail. It seemed like you was the guy that was going to be causing the most problems in the group. But you you clean out here. Got to clean it up, my boy. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we had the real talks. You know what I'm saying? You, could, you know what I'm saying? You, you got you to gotta clean it up. It ain't about that. I was moving fast when I first got out, though. I, I had just got out. Mm. Everything, I, I ain't go through the first if everything. I went through the bottom part. I still can't believe a lot of things. Mm. I, I had the big, I was feeling myself. So I was getting in trouble. I ain't with that no more. Mm. It's about recording, focus, get the money. When did you feel the switch happening? Was it, was it after you uh, jumped off the stage and punched the dude? Or like, was it when you was in jail? Which one was it? It was just after all the, um, you know, you just look look back at yourself when you grow up, man. I be at home, might be recording. It ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? At one point, it was like, I wasn't trying to do it to be cool, but it was all right. It was getting by, but it just got to a point where it wasn't cool no more. Like, you tripping. You lose everything you playing. I ain't finna do that. Were and I just really, got focused. Were you ever really concerned, P? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Because, you know, they young, the spotlight on them. Um, People go to hey when you start getting money, you know what I'm saying? They they start getting money like real fast, and you know you gotta watch out for the the hating police. You gotta watch out for the haters in the street. You know we we been through a lot that a lot of people don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like well, people do know about because document shootouts and all kind of crazy stuff. So I was really concerned about you know they well being, but you know you learn from your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like all the mistakes that they were that they made and some of the bad, not mistakes, but just bad choices that they made back in the day that, you know, they grew from, you know what I'm saying? They understand that that wasn't going to get them to the net level, you know what I'm saying? So they good now. They young men. Quay, when you doing the, the Migos biopic, are y'all ready to talk about all of that type of stuff? Is the statute of limitations up on a lot of stuff? Nah, ain't no limitations. We, we Gucci. No, 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 it wasn't necessarily for the culture album. We um did he got on he did bad bad bitches only. People probably don't even know that. that oh, the joint twenty one, twenty one seven. So him, Buddha, me, and um, we all just got on the collab. But I brought the record to him and he played like three samples on it, and it just stuck with the baseline and it was a rap from there. What's y'all favorite place that y'all been to in the world thus far? We see y'all on the gram, all in the water, in these different exotic places. What's your favorite spot? That place that we was at, the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, that's Iceland. Iceland. Mm-hmm. No, I'll say South Africa. I like South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. I heard the Blue it's, Lagoon uh, is dope. I heard it's, it's freezing cold, but they got little warm yeah. ice things you could jump in the water, and it's nice and warm. That's like big, big pools of like volcanic, volcanic, yeah, warm water. But it's on rock, so it's that's the only reason. That's why the next trip I'm taking, fam. I heard it's dope. Why you like South Africa, Tigo? It's just the vibe. It's like so we jungle. straight out the jungle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What country? Yeah. What country got the best? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. America. <laughs> I see. That's why I like Offset. <laughs> I like Offset. Word. Offset going no up. Same way. <laughs> we got more with Migos when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Migos are in the building. Charlemagne, Quavo, you say you out of your element. Do y'all do y'all feel out of your element in the industry? Are y'all adapting to it? They adapting to us. 
and they getting they they finally getting what we saying because we've been knocking at the door for a long time trying to get y'all to understand the game but now y'all really like cut the on button on the ears and y'all fucking with us so we appreciate it did y'all know it was gonna be like this yeah yeah that's what we dream for you did for sure for sure even the crossover success that's what we do it for I, I love to it tell y'all. I never doubted I believe uh, early I don't believe. Y'all yeah, been coming to the Breakfast Club for a long time now. Because before it was just Migo, it was Offset. I mean, Take On, Quavo. Mm -hmm. Take Off, Take Off, and Quavo. And Offset was locked up. Offset mm -hmm. called in from jail one time. Right. For sure. I'm yeah, tired of that. Right. Yeah. 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 They've been, rock, they been rocking with us for, for a minute. Time. For a minute. Yeah. That's why we pull up every time y'all. Got to. Y'all got a lot better in interviews lately, man. I've been watching y'all. It's like y'all finally realizing that. Y'all ain't drug dealers no more, so y'all actually talking. Like, y'all ain't acting <laughs> like y'all talking start, to the They start feeling like, yeah, that's what they were feeling like. A little interrogation rooms, you know what I mean? You know what I'm Speak to those. Right. Yeah, we are not. Now, Pete, do y'all ever, ever get nervous of, of too much music? Because there's a lot of Migos records that's catching. There's like, you know what I mean? I can name five. We're going to flood the market. Market share. Mm-hmm. We're trying, we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying to get 80% of the market share and lead 20% to the world. Damn it, you greedy P. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't nah, make see, we a whole team. That's what make it not greedy, because mm -hmm. we a team. Mm -hmm. The whole team got it. You see, if you come to the A, ain't nobody looking like us. If you go to New York, ain't nobody. L.A., our whole team, Rafe, Lambo, when we go to club, for real, yeah, I don't I don't see it nowhere else. We need all of it. And then I feel like we got so got much it, We got Atlanta looking like Dubai. You know how in Dubai that thing just back-to-back mm -hmm. transform a game. Yeah. Come on, pull your car down. I see you got a nice one. Yeah, I'm swerving the lane one time. And he said you got a nice one. Like you only got I one. I covered them things. I'm stunning on you. <laughs> what you what you got, Charlamagne? What one you got? A 2004 Cadillac. You can't that's swerve that's the lane with the guy. Thousand miles on. Yeah. Do you tell each other if you're doing a song and you don't like somebody's verse, or you guys just let it rock? You know how we came up for real though. That's how we came up. It's like it ain't. Like, it's it's easy. I used to listen. I used to do a verse, and it'd be some, it'd be girls, homeboys. If it ain't hard, I'm talking about like, but what, like we was like in eighth grade, seventh grade, high mm -hmm. school. Oh, it get deleted right there. We ain't never had no pressure like telling you like, nah, bro, that ain't it. And it ain't never been taken like as no personal. Like if you tell me that, I know he right. I'm gonna delete it and I'm gonna go back in. It ain't like, bro, you, you don't know what you talking about. It ain't, it ain't none of that. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's easy to work with each other like that. Quavo, you said uh, Takeoff was the, the the best one out of me, Yeah, we all the best. Right. <laughs> he the best. Now, like he said, yeah, you he said he's the best lyrically. You know, Charlemagne has been saying that pretty from day one. Nobody listen to me, man. No, nobody listen to you, but. <laughs> I mean, it it been like that just just growing up, you know what I mean? Just all the way growing up. He the, he the youngest, and I feel like he learned more from, you know what I mean, from his from his uncle, you know what I mean, his big cousin, you feel me? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? On the club <laughs> and shit. And he soaked it all in. And with his own craft being ahead of his time, being on our, you know what I'm saying, our age and our time, I feel like he got to be the best. But take off be rapping. He even confused Nicki Minaj because Nicki said he, she didn't realize uh, you was rapping about her on Motorsport. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the album out, are you paying attention to what people are saying about it? <laughs> Like, are y'all looking with, with, uh, <laughs> with Culture 2 trending and everything? Are you looking at what people are saying? Um, Yeah, I look every now and then. I, I try not to look, but y'all be looking. Mm -hmm. Just check on it, see what's going on. 
Uh, Quavo, I saw you say that uh, Nicki and Cardi played themselves by not doing the video together. I ain't say they played themselves. <laughs> I said I tried to get them all in, the, in one shot. Mm-hmm. That's it. They didn't want to do it? I tried it didn't to get them all in one shot. <laughs> the, Scheduling conflicts? Schedule. I put on schedule. That's the story. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to help, Quavo. Schedule. Thank you. That was good. Now, what do y'all learn from Gucci, man? Because I always see y'all with Gucci. It's like every club appearance I see Gucci at, I used to see P, I see you and uh, Off or Tega. It's always a, either together, it's always y'all. We just a real family. We came in the door together. We just been everything loyal. Like, I don't know who else to mind with in the city if it ain't D boy. Period. What advice does he give you? I'm saying stay on these suckers' neck. Don't be worried about no hating. Just keep air time. Air, what do you say? Air time. You see somebody hating? Upload the link. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Upload the song. Mm-hmm. Been looking for that Glacier Boy project too. Oh yeah. What's the Glacier? Glacier. Glacier, Glacier Boy. You know when we get together, that's what we call ourselves. Whole gang just Glacier Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's too, it's too much. I too much money. Too many cars. All at one time. It's a Glacier. Glacier Boy. Mm-hmm. You guys, I think Takeoff just quit the group. <laughs> now you have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to tell you something. If I go to jail with anybody, I'd love to go to jail with Takeoff. Takeoff ain't going to say nothing. You hear me? Take off. <laughs> Does the Takeoff do this usually? Because <laughs> no, no, no. I saw y'all do this in LA, I think. Y'all just got up and left, but y'all had a flight to catch. No, no, take off. go to the bathroom. They said the load said you had to go to the bathroom. But you had to, uh, you to go to the bathroom. Damn. Takeoff? Takeoff just walked out. The bathroom, right? You took off. <laughs> in the middle of the interview? I thought we was having a Drew Hill moment. You to go to the bathroom. Damn it, man. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a comedian, but there's a good uh, bad and bougie joke somewhere in here right now. Okay? No, wait. I got to ask y'all one last crazy. thing. We have Valentine's Day coming up, right? Oh, I want to hear some of, what are some of your favorite love songs to play. Love song? Mm-hmm. I know you got a song. You know where you're going out your way. I'm saying that's a slow one for you. That's a slow one. Out your way. Out your way. All right. Hold on. You people been been trying to get on you offset. They say you you're out here cheating and all kind of stuff like that. False allegations, man. False allegations. Um, I told y'all false allegations. My man, good. Yeah. You know what's up with you, man? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know it's false allegations. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to put it out there. You know. Nah, man. I just I love my wife, man. I don't care what you know. A lot of haters out here, you know. And it, 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 it's hard. fate is real though. It's hard. Okay. It's hard with social media. Yeah, but it ain't nothing to hide. I ain't finna hide cause social media. You know what I'm saying? It's how I feel. Next question. All right. Coach two is out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Coach two out right Amigo now. Amigo gang. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys for joining us. And take off just returned. There you go. You missed it. Right take in off. time. Just, it. Right in time for the crazy. end. Take off. Excuse me, my bad part. <laughs> hey man, y'all don't ever change, okay? Please, I don't give a f- how much money y'all make, how big y'all get in the industry. Don't f- change. There you go. Okay. It's the Migos. It's Breakfast Club. Good morning.